This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Rodgers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! Break a shot! It's good. It's good, especially now the venerable Abbott is with us again. I hope you are well. I am, yeah. No, it's been a while. Not too bad. Excited for the Super Bowl tomorrow night, which will be entertaining and maybe more more entertaining than what we watched today, which will be nice. I'm sure it will be. It's too late. I used to watch it. Now, I'm just, I'm not going to put myself through a grisly Monday. And with children now, I'm not taking the day off. That's crazy. You know, that's for childcare. That's just madness. But yes, I hope it's a good one. We we ended up just getting an extra, like spending an extra, <laughs> spending the extra to put put ours in, into childcare on the Monday because that's the day she normally has off just so I could enjoy a lazy Monday by myself, which is the, the height of luxury, I know. That's, there'll be people spitting into I know, their I know. coffees and <laughs> cornflakes and other things. Not at each other, I hope, over the disgraceful selfishness of your Monday. <laughs> I will I will bask in their hate. Mm, and that's your right. It's a shoulda, woulda, coulda pod. The way this one's going to go, it's very much I've got back put 
my son to bed and here we are you are looking after your little one solo so whether we get through a pod is great um no prep uh, so we're going to rely and lean on listeners contributions uh, wherever possible so a big thanks to the plenty of hot takes because i think we need them dave yeah there's there's definitely a need for hot takes especially after the the tepidness of that first half today um and it, i think it, it you don't necessarily need a lot of structure because you can rinse repeat the, the main <laughs> takeaways and the main storylines for most of the games this season so we'll, i think we're in a good space i think we'll get through that's good i like your optimism dave ryan giggs was there today and nobody cared <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt that if Ryan Giggs was there maybe four or five years ago, there might have been a bit more uh, fanfare. <laughs> Quite possibly. Yeah, I think the reaction when people were talking about it was like, oh, that one. Yeah, could it not have been one of the others? <laughs> Just... <Yeah. laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, so like one of the biggest names of my childhood was there at Swindon representing his uh, Salford side. Nobody gave a damn. And Swindon's lineup changed from the Newport game. We still had Bycroft in goal at the back. We still had gone with Godwin Malife, McCarthy and Blake Tracy. We had Al Buzedi coming in for a full debut in place of... was coming in for Austin, wasn't it? Uh, with Saidu Khan, George McEachern coming out from the cold to start in place of Jake Kane, Kokolo on the other side, and then Devoy, Glatzel and Hepburn Murphy in attack so no places in the lineup for charlie austin later we would see that triple sub vibe taste of mccurdy austin and drennan um later with about half hour to go and i think that was fine el buzedi showed plenty of promise uh, when we saw him against newport i've seen some pretty mean stuff about george mccachran and I'm not going to be holier than thou because, you know, I say some pretty unfair stuff. I, some would argue about Swindon players, but I was happy to see him back in the team. Yeah, I, I think generally Austin probably would have needed a rest, especially with Ginningham coming up so swiftly after this one. Yeah, I think with, with Austin, you look at the games we've got this week and, I mean, like you say, the, the, you'd want him to be playing more of a role away and more of be more of a, I guess, a focal point in a in a, in a, an away game against Gillingham rather than a home game against a team who are a lot closer to us in the table. Um, this was the this is the first time of this is the first game I've been to since the um, Forest Green game over Christmas. And there were two players who played today who were in the starting eleven on that day. So it, it was a, for me. It was a lot quite similar to like going to a preseason game or um, like the first game of a season. It's like who's who's that? Who's this? Who's, who's that? What? But it, it wasn't until about half five that I realised it was Drinnen who had come on instead. I thought it was, I spent the whole time thinking it was Jake Kane coming on um, ride wide uh, wide right, which um, part time just like, yeah, kind of exemplifies how just how much has changed and I guess how how bad my eyesight is um it's there's a lot of there's just a lot of new players and we played I think particularly in the first half we played like a team who was made up of a lot of new players um and it's difficult to gel and um kind of the whole point of this next six months of the season is to put building blocks in place for next season now isn't it we're not gonna 
achieve anything of any great substance. So what can we get in place for next season? And I get, uh, without being too much of a downer, a lot of those players who do look more talented, they're not going to be here next season. So it's we'll be doing this whole dance again in um, August, September time, which will be which will be fun. That's not the positive mindset that we're supposed to be uh, peddling. No, and and there were plenty of fans' comments before the game saying, like, this is the one that starts the playoff push. But I think, well, you can laugh, Dave. But <laughs> they, they were out there, those comments. Um, <laughs> I'm more envious of people being able to have that sort of thought process because... They ain't seeing what I'm seeing and I wish I was seeing what they're seeing because I don't see this ending in a, in playoff glory or anything more than that. This first half, I, I thought it was dull and it wasn't very good either. Um, Paul D says, terrible first half from both sides. Never seen so many air kicks. And there were like pockets of positivity from Swindon in the first half. But ultimately... It felt, you know, in recent pods, I've been bemoaning lunchtime kickoffs, midday kickoffs, because the vibe is always a little flat. And it felt that way. And I, I don't know whether where I sit in the Don Rogers was much busier than usual, which is which is good. But it, it felt like people were there to see McCurdy and McCurdy wasn't in the in the starting lineup. So it, it just it just felt very flat across the board. There's 80 away fans. They're, they're making a little bit of noise, but oh, the standard of the football in the first half, I know Gavin Gunning disagrees, was just so lower table lead two, it ached my soul a little bit. There was just a real lack of quality in the final third from both teams. I thought I thought Salford, um I mean, you you see there like their talisman Matt Smith and you kind of you can kind of infer how they're gonna play before it even starts. And they I thought they they kind of first ten minutes uh they've the, thrown those high balls in and it looked like they were getting a bit of joy with around picking up the second balls but not really creating anything of any real note and then that kind of died down and I think we got a bit of a handle of it defensively and apart from a few forays on the break um led largely by um Elbazadi and Heber Murphy um we weren't creating anything building up play or it was all like say very scrappy very reactive um and once we got to the final third there was just a real lack of quality in being able to create anything the one the one moment that stands out was that passage of play where I think Elbazadi plays a great ball through for Hepburn Murphy who let's be fair he had a bit of a stinker today um fluffs his lines with a shot but we still managed to keep the ball around the penalty area ball floats over Devoy should have probably done better with the header from about six yards out. Although I think the keepers made a all right save to claw it out. And then Glatzel, I think it is running in just slices his shot completely. Um, and that was about it really in terms of, from what I can remember, um, anything to really get off your seat about in the first half. No, there wasn't. I, I don't expect the world changing. I, I think some fans expected the signings that were made in January to just boost us and, and change everything, which is hasn't been the rhetoric from the club. To be fair, it's been very much a well. They've, they've got to get used to each other, and they've got to, they've got to be, they've got a gel, and that's why I think 
the observation you, you said earlier is just it did feel like an August game where players are just going through the motions and 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 gelling, as I said, and that's going to take a couple more weeks to to click probably and then you see what games we've got and it's like ooh but but maybe that's a conversation for later yeah it's we've, we've next few what is it like Stockport MK Dons and Gillingham yeah it's um it's going to be it's difficult to see how we pick up too many points from that um yeah it's it's kind of it's a few ga- a few more games a few more weeks whatever to to gel and then what we've got five or six games left and then we're rebuilding the squad again. So it's kind of we just it's kind of just ticking through. And going back to that optimism, pessimism point, I guess we both end up in the same place, don't we? So why not try and find the joy? And the second half, to be fair, was was entertaining enough and goal at the end spoiled it, like spoiled the ending. But if if uh, I don't know, we yeah, the second half was entertaining, so there's there's the joy there. And maybe that's what we've got to cling on for for the rest of the season and why what we've got to look for, just those little moments where we can get off our seat and we can celebrate um, the small goals and the small wins. Yeah, and and there were positives from this game, which, which we will talk about. Before we talk about individual performances, especially, because there's plenty of chatter about individual performances, can we talk about the pitch? Because there were mm. moments in this game where like, it felt like Salford's high balls for Matt Smith, they were onto something there because there were moments of poor quality from both sides, but there were moments where the pitch did nobody any favours. Now, I'm not pointing at individuals. They can only work with with the tools they've got. But the county ground pitch was cutting up in a way that I haven't seen for quite some time. And it was at detriment to Swindon, especially a couple of times in the second half. Yeah, no, it's a good point. Um, it normally, feels like we've got quite renowned for the for the quality of our pitch, but it's definitely it was definitely churning up today. There was an instance in the second half where I think it was McCurdy who was through, or McCurdy played a ball through for Cockerlow, and it just bounced off a divot and it and led to a complete air shot. Um, I, it's it's rained a lot over the last few weeks, and we've had like the the, the heavy frost before that. I'm not a not a mud or grass expert, so I don't know what effect that has, but um it's definitely it's definitely factored into to how the game went a bit today. I think so. I think so. I want to cover El Bizetti's, uh full debut for Swindon and I saw enough of him today from a better angle than I saw against Newport where I was behind the goal. This time I'm in the Don Rogers and I, I see both sides of the Al Bizetti feedback. I saw plenty of excitement and I saw plenty of little moments of frustration where when he's just got to do the killer pass and it, it just didn't go his way. I, I can't help but feel like he's going to be a player that might score a hat-trick or create three assists one week and then fade away for a couple of weeks after that. But I liked him, to be fair. I thought, I thought he was uh, he, he could be good fun. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm fully on board with that. I thought he looked the pick of our players in the first half. Um he was the one who looked to kind of get the ball and drive with it. And when he was driving with it, you felt like there was a purpose to it um, rather than some of the other players who looked a little, look a little bit less sure, I guess, when they're maybe running with the ball. Um, he kind of faded a little bit, I guess, in the second half, but I don't think that was necessarily his fault. He just wasn't, the, the, the play just wasn't going down his side. And when you're, when you're playing 
out on the wide um, positions, as that can always happen. Um, I thought he what the one pass he played through to to Hepburn Murphy that I referenced earlier, I thought was was outstanding, a bit of vision. And yeah, I'm excited to see how he goes. But I I do kind of agree that with that that nature of of player and that nature of position, he they are they can be prone to to frustrating, can't they? So you could easily see that happening at times as well. Mm, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But again, he's a lone player, so you know if he yeah. clicks in April. Yeah, we may know, we may just enjoy just a few games, but we'll see. Um, Adair says that abomination of a performance from Rashawn Hepburn Murphy cost us today. The amount of great opportunities he had and nothing came from it. Ridiculous. It might be harsh words, but the sentiment is there across the board. And it was that way in the ground as well, where it got to the point where people around me were not, you know, were hoping that he would just give the ball to someone else. And it, it at times even felt like Swindon players were reluctant to to move it to him. It it just didn't click for him today. We we know what he's all about. Again, I don't know if the pitch did him dirty a little bit, but it it just was one of those games for Hepburn Murphy where we needed him to get some of those moments right and it each and every one went wrong. I think he can be a very up and down kind of player. He's been out for a long time as well. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. I just think generally his kind of play, he's never, it's either like, it feels like he's either eights or fives. There's not a lot of um, sixes or sevens in there, but it was he was definitely at the lower end of that spectrum today. Um, and it seemed like as as the kind of mistakes crept in early, he tried harder and harder to, to kind of rectify that. And that led to him making worse decisions and, more mistakes as he tried to like correct it. There was like like taking shots from positions he shouldn't have when there were chances to recycle the ball and keep the pressure on, for instance. Um I don't know. We is he out of contract this summer? Is he one of those out of contract? Uh, Heber Murphy's out of contract, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I don't I don't know. He's, <laughs> he's all, looked good just as an consider input. they're all out of contract. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> just that's see if he turns up in August or in July yeah. for pre season and go from there. Yeah, um, like I'm trying to be better, Dave. I'm 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 trying to be uh, not not nicer because if players play trash, we're going to say they play trash, and it wasn't a good it wasn't a good weekend for Rashan Hepburn Murphy. But that first half, I'm not going to say it was exclusively down to him because wow, it was pretty poor from both sides. And can we just take a moment to acknowledge Salford? clearing the county ground with attacking efforts on three occasions three that's insane (laughs) that was um yeah very impressive efforts i'd I'd hate to have your cars parked in the in the town in car car park today (laughs) yeah i I have visions of like a bit of a slapstick sitcom where some poor soul was keeps moving his car and every time he moves it (laughs) a new one went over no it was it was incredible stuff it's almost harder to do than get it on target, I would say. We had Mr. Drysdale as the referee. If you've heard of him, it's not necessarily a good thing. Lots of negative feedback. And now I I know Drysdale. I don't think that was his worst one for that I've seen him. Not that that's, you know, huge praise, but I don't think we can hide behind a referee's performance for not going away with a win this weekend. No, I'm 
I'm kind of struggling to think of what you got any major decisions you got wrong. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you. There were a few bits and pieces, but I think it's reputation on this occasion. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't feel like he ruined the game, or you know, he was slow to blow his whistle. But it was a slow first half, wasn't it? It was so so slow. Yeah, yeah. He just. He just there's like a malaise over over the ground over everyone. He looks like a celebrity chef, doesn't he? He does. He looks yeah. He's got that air of um... the one who's the one who's on with Lovejoy. <laughs> Which one's that? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> what is who always he's always there cooking and getting like ever visibly frustrated at Lovejoy's waffling while he's trying to cook some intricate kind of starter or a, a breakfast. That's the one, yeah. Uh, Simon Rimmer. That's him. Yeah, he rhymes with Simon Rimmer. Nice spread of officials, like a real evolution. You had, you had like the modern man in uh, Mr. Drysdale, and then the other two was like there was one that looked like an old school official, just because he was old. The one that got hit in the head at the end, and then one in between. So it was a nice evolution, nice, nice, nice varied <laughs> selection you, of officials. Did you see the ball hit the ref? Yeah. Was it was it thrown with any no only no purpose no malice it just it got him plumb in the head from yeah. behind and that would have hurt and cue high levels of laughter from everyone who saw it but then when he didn't get back up people felt I think a little bit dirty with their reaction but yeah I saw I saw it and it yeah just it, I don't think it was deliberate I think someone just oh no it thought. wasn't it was more was it thrown was it thrown with any trajectory yeah like, it was it, 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 it would have hurt if you didn't know it was coming that would have shot and you know but it yeah yeah it kind of killed the the injury time that we had left as well but we'll talk about that a bit later on I don't think there's anything really else from the first half that we can take from that other than the fact that I was pretty much resigned to it being a nil-nil if the second half was going to continue in that vein but it didn't. Hi Ellis Pod fans it's JR here enthusiastic contributor and former Swindon McDonald's employee. Farewell Outlet Village. One time I got to serve the then Swindon manager Roy Evans. Yes I know what you're wondering. Big Mac with medium fries. And admittedly, why Roy may have regretted some choices at SM1, well, you can't go wrong with the classics. And you can't go wrong with Muck Delivery, where instead of you getting in a time machine and coming to me, your favourites can come to you. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody, summer is here and when there's no Swindon Town, I do enjoy using my favourite streaming services to watch you know, the same old comedies I've watched a billion times before. But hey, I love it. Okay, so don't judge. Alas, being away overseas on holiday in the chateau means I have to go without some of those shows until I've returned home. But no more. NordVPN allows you to watch sporting events, TV shows and films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location with one click to a country which is showing the content. NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee per month and one NordVPN account can be used across six devices. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash lowstrangers. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and the link is in the podcast episode description box. Enjoy your summer. 4-2 now. Two lads up top. And four in the middle for 
Salford just trying to stem the floor a little oh, bit. Oh, great play from Austin. He's found McEachern. He's driven into the box here and has time. Oh! And finally scores after all the chances that Swindon have had. It's George McEachern's first goal for Swindon. And he puts them 1-0 up late in the game here. Swindon 1, Salford 0. Um, Swindon were far more positive in the second half. And we were all wonder until the next game and then this game has forgotten about how we didn't score several yeah it really I don't know what it was but the 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 link-up play and the interchanges were just working so much more better in the second half and I think Devoy grew into the game a bit more um it just I didn't even realize I was on the pitch half the time for the first half but he was picking up the ball more it's just a shame his finishing was so poor so many opportunities and he did cut inside and then not getting some of those efforts on targets criminal some of them were close but just yeah. all going over a lot went over today but there, yeah there was a lot of um everything just seemed to click a little bit better in the second in the in the second half and if if there it's one of those where if we had if it was if it was Dan Kemp doing uh taking the shots that Devoy was and if Jake Young was in the positions that Hepburn Murphy was in. We win that five, four, five by four, five goals. Um, but it's not them. <laughs> We've only got only got ourselves to blame for that. I, I kind of want to be a bit curmudgeon about the goalkeeping performance by was it Cairns because he did some two or three outstanding saves. But I'm not having this notion that he's had like a world-class career-defining performance. Like, genuinely, the one where I think Glatzel should have scored, and there was one where he he saved low, I think it was more of a case that Swindon weren't getting it on target than us ha- seeing a masterclass goalkeeping performance. I don't want to necessarily take it away from the guy. And I, it's so easy to to sort of just... I think Gunning did it, saying the keeper had one of the best games that he's seen from a goalkeeper in a while. And that might still be the case, but get your shots on target and he's and it, it might be a different story. Yeah, I I don't get it. I mean, the, the, looking at the feedback after the match and I had the radio on um, and it makes it sound like it was like prime Levy Ashin out there in goal. <laughs> it's like you say, we had, I think it was 25 shots and majority of those seemed to be curling just wide or just over the bar. There didn't seem to be a great deal that he actually had to have much input into stopping, albeit like you say that I think that the Glatzel save looked really good. A fantastic um, save, yeah. It looked like he was moving the wrong way to start with, um, and then just tip it around the post the way he did. Yeah, I was up. Um, I was up. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he didn't. Like, he made good saves, but he's not the reason we didn't score more than we should have. No, no, he wasn't. Uh, the, the big talking point, I suppose, other than the goals, was the triple sub. And it's one of those classic situations that if Swindon win this game, then nobody is complaining about the triple sub or nobody is is scratching their head. It, it did, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, Jamie Russell said, you know, football isn't like playing football manager and went down that sort of road. Bringing on three centre forward, bringing on three forwards with half hour to go is exactly what I would have done playing football manager back in the day, and and I've I've got no major issue with it, but I I felt Glatzel was our main threat, and I felt that he was doing enough to merit. Now he might have not been fit; he might needed to come off, of course, but all three, and I, I imagine what they've done in in midweek. 
is they've been doing teams where the first three are up against the the, the second three. So, you know, like teams, special teams in a way, if we're going to go back to Super Bowl. It felt like Glatzel was getting there. My goodness, most weeks he probably would with, with that one effort that Ken saved. But what was your feeling at the time? So it's nil-nil. We're in control. We are having. We are looking most likely to score. Do you think at this point bringing in a ring rusty McCurdy for an emotional return? Great to see him back, but he isn't McCurdy that that left us at this moment in time. Charlie Austin and Aaron Drinnen, brand new, also hasn't played much since November. Do you think that took some of the impetus away? And I appreciate I say that when we haven't scored yet, so we were about to score. But but what, what was your reaction when the triple sub was made? I was surprised that um, uh, Glatzel came off and Elbazedi, albeit Elbazedi, like I say, did kind of fade in the second half. But I don't necessarily think that was down to him. I think, like I say, the play just didn't go down his side of the pitch um, yeah. too often. I think... What it did, although, like you say, we did create chances, but you're taking off three um, very mobile, very agile, quick players. And Harry, like, McCurdy can be like that, and he can like run at the players, but you're bringing on Austin and Drinnen, and they don't look like that same kind of player in anything. Well, they're definitely, like, Austin definitely isn't. Um, and it just it, it takes it take it took away some of that kind of dynamism and it, it took us a bit of a while to get it back in the same manner, I think. Which I completely agree. It sounds weird saying that because that's the period where we scored. And the fact that we had Austin being having the ability to play as a focal point at that time meant that that's how that, that's basically how we got our goal, wasn't it? He 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 drew the defenders in, held laid it off for McEachern to run off. And I don't think Glatzel was quite doing that and I don't think I don't think Glatzel's got the, the frame or the physicality to do that in the same manner but I'd have possibly left Glatzel um, on and El Bizzetti, maybe taken Devoy and Hepburn Murphy off but found a way to balance it that way. I guess the hands are tied a little bit because you have to play McCurdy in that don't you? That's the reason why we're still getting 8,000 people turn up for our worst season um, in living memory. Yeah w- without a doubt that People around me were, were, you could hear people sort of saying, you know, are they going to bring McCurdy on? And so, of course they are, but he was never going to start. And I think, I think there was generally a, a big, a bigger turnout thanks to, thanks to McCurdy's uh, return. And it was great to see him back, but I think they've been quite sensible in managing expectations, including McCurdy in this. McCurdy could have come in and went, I'm going to tear it up, up the Chouse, two stars, let's, let's go. <laughs> yeah. But even he's been like, yeah. he's just going to have to be patient with me. And I think we see that when, when I saw his performance, which was fine, but it's rusty. Yeah, yeah, he's not. There's there's a spark missing, isn't there? Um, yeah, compared and to, he'll get there. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously had a, just in terms of like what's happened football-wise, like that Hibs spell is going to, probably knock your confidence a little bit and then not even going into having to having to have heart surgery which led, led to believe is quite a quite a serious matter rumors rumors of heart surgery or anything to do with the heart being quite serious 
Yeah, I'm not a doctor, but uh, yeah, I am. I'm under the under the impression it can be can go wrong badly. Um, so yeah, it's not it's not it's not a surprise that he's a bit more, I guess, humble. Maybe that's why um, we've brought him in, brought him back, a bit more humble. Yeah, and yeah, we're not going down. Let's get his confidence back up. And if his confidence improves, then we're going to see lots of great little moments um, for the season. And I think that's, I mean, again, you implied at the start, a lot of this for me is about having a bit of fun in the final 14, 15 games, as opposed to having expectations of, of climbing up the up the division it's just about like that's let's restore some pride and that's that's let's enjoy some football and I, I think gunning is trying to do that but at the same time after all said and done we have a mid-table league two side so it, it, it's tricky but we'll get there maybe and then like you say it all changes again in the summer yeah <laughs> yeah, we just got to find the moments, haven't we? Got to find the joy, Ooh. find the joy in life, find the joy in a gosh, really league two season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, we saw Harry McCurdy come on, and we all hope to see the goal. It's great seeing Harry McCurdy playing. There were glimpses of greatness. We were expecting the big Chelsea fan uh, to to grab the headlines, maybe take the glory, but it, it was a former Chelsea player out of nowhere in a position where all the centre forwards should have been and <laughs> scoring his first Swindon goal with a plomb. And it, it was really nice because I, I like George McEachran. I know why people don't rate him. And I would have had him, for example, on the bench at Newport County. He looked proper down when he was doing the, the fitness uh, drills. Um, this week it was Agua, Minton... Uh, McGurk and one other. I can't remember who the other one was this week. But, oh, Genesini. Oh, typical, I forgot poor old Brooklyn Genesini. That just sums it up, doesn't it? But it was a lovely moment for him. He was fine. You know, it, goal doesn't suddenly make you man of the match or anything like that. He was steady. It could have been easy for him to just sulk and not get into the team, pick up his wages and leave in the summer. So to get that start, and then finish so confidently was was great. And I think one of the real annoyances of not winning this weekend was that he didn't have that moment where he was a winner. Yeah, I I really like McEachran. I want him to come good. I just think we he struggles to really find a niche in the squad of what he actually has been able to do well. I think there's a there's definitely a talented player there, and you I think he's. He's very similar, I think, to the way Lou Reed played. Um, kind of that, just keep like a metronome almost, keep the ball moving. But I think he's a little bit more dynamic and I think he is he, he can get around the pitch better. Um, and you, you consider his where he's come from and his youth career in particular, what he achieved at international level. Um, and it's a bit... Uh, then you, you pair that against what he's what level he's playing at now and you it's obviously he's never really like kicked on in terms of his his youth promise and I mean like professional football's littered especially at this level is littered with players of that caliber so it's no like slight on him for that but it's it's I'm I'm glad that he could he could get that goal um and hopefully he can he can kick on from there um it feels like maybe 
and I think Calm probably suffers from this the same in that they both seem like the kind who need and benefit from someone to do the dirty work next to them. Um, but neither of them have that. So both of them kind of have to try and stick in, but it's neither of their like natural game. And so they then, then they therefore both suffer because of it. Um, I don't know if that's some of that's ever going to be rectified for the rest of their talent careers or not, but um I don't think it's helped them. I'm absolutely convinced George McEachern will join a team like Cambridge and just become a world beater and just kick on or go on to to have a great career. I just feel like he'll be yet another player of the era that we didn't get the most out of and we'll we'll go on elsewhere and, and do okay, which, you know, it's one of those things. But it was it was a well taken goal and from there on in it didn't feel like Salford were going to come back into it. I didn't think, I think we, I'm not going to say that Carl Robinson went to Swindon for the draw. I just felt we nullified them. We did what we needed to do. It felt like it was going to be a frustrating nil nil more than anything when we were missing so many chances and decent chances at that. And the 10 minutes built up to the, to the goal. I don't recall thinking, well, it's coming. It's on its way. Which again just just leans to why this why this one point is so frustrating. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. It kind of it's not like they were it's not like we were having our uh, barraging at our, at our penalty area. It was um, it's just one where and to, I, I remember saying the same when it was Flynn and I laid the blame more at Flynn, Flynn's door at the time, but potentially that's maybe unfair. I guess if he's we're still committing the same mistakes as we are now with him uh, gone it's just complete lack of game management and nous um and just a just willingness to sit the do the what's needed to see a game out and i don't know i don't even know how you go about <laughs> instilling that in players like you'd think that like i know there's a lot of inexperience there in football league terms but they've still played like hundreds of games throughout their like youth career starting from whatever age you've got to pick up those instincts by now and the fact that it's just it's just the same 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 like it, and we, it's just stupid things like we the complete we had that corner uh, this is about five minutes before they scored and Drinnen's instead of just playing running back to his own half with the ball and then plays a back pass which is ridiculously short and puts ourselves under pressure for no reason it's like yeah again doing our bit to try and uh to throw it away on 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 gunning um mitch mitchell singh says think the squad's good enough now but don't think the manager is first front three all pace and no focal point which is what you were talking about then random triple sub that gave us focal points, but minimum pace. Brewitt should have come on in the central uh, defensive midfield role for Khan after we got the lead. Worst game for Hepburn Murphy and McEachran's best game for Swindon. Are we giving too much rope to the manager? He's a very, I find him a very interesting person because to listen to him, So I mean, I'll, I'll read out some of the quotes before and I'm like, you sure about that? You know, you you sure? <laughs> like, but at the same time, I'm like, if he's just like just going for it, just like ah, go on, lads, let's see what we've got. 
yeah, he, he's, I, I, I don't know whether I'm desperate for him to succeed or just think, gosh, if we had a bit of experience in the dugout, maybe we might get a tune out of some of these. But then again, we've just we've just said goodbye to a manager who did have experience but didn't have this squad. <laughs> but we don't. We could have experience in the dugout and have Gavin Gunning still be the head coach or head coach equivalent. Mm-hmm. We've got Gavin Gunning, Steve Mildenhall, and an analyst like that's it isn't it yeah well they in in training obviously charlie austin has a contributing factor but on match days it's it, it's gunning and it's uh mccarton and Mildenhall. so it's like and I, I i think gunning's come in and he's the fact that i think i mean it sounds like it was a very sloppy goal to concede today, but our defensive record has improved since he's taken over. Yeah, but that that that's, there's a reason for that, though, isn't there? I mean, it's it's McCarthy. against lesser opposition. Is McCarthy coming in? Uh, yeah, yeah. Is it as simple as that? I mean, am I being? Am I just being? Um, I I think that definitely helps. But you see, I'd like Blake Tracy's Blake Tracy's not um, being as helter skelter running forward as he had been. Um, previously, I don't know. I just, I just think, and that might be McCarthy's influence. I don't know how much of that's co- Dan's coaching and how much of that's due to um, McCarthy's play style. I think the, the back four looks a lot more disciplined and as if, well, not a lot. I wouldn't say a lot more, to be fair, because um, we're still conceding still goals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> still conceding goals that we don't need to. They look like there's a bit of a more of a mind shift change in so much as they see a, their primary aim as defending, whereas under. Um, Flynn, it it felt like defending was almost secondary at times rather than being deep line playmakers. Um, and so, yeah, give a bit of credit to Gunning for that. And I, I don't know what his like coaching credentials are, and I don't know what he's like around the ground behind the training scenes. I get the sense that the decision maker Clemofuni is very easily persuaded by people who might have can talk in good football terms to him. And maybe that's how Gunning sticks around for as long as he does. Um, but he's got no help. <laughs> like, we're not setting him up to succeed. <laughs> so in one sense, he's no, he's managing with one hand behind the side, tied behind his back in the same way that Flynn was. And it seems like maybe the same way that anyone will ever will, unless there's a desire to put more senior people in the football side of the organisation, into that. I mean, you go back a few weeks to the um, to the uh, the fans forum, and they they show that grid which we've got like ninety percent um, of the squad are defined as whatever it is, like young or talent or whatever it is, and then one Charlie Austin stuck out there in the ageing bracket. And then we're studying, discussing why is it we can't see games out and why are we lacking the now? So it's like, I think there's some correlation here. So what's the point? Like, what's the purpose of building this squad? Is it to win games or is it to develop players to earn transfer fees in the future? Like, you need that, you need a bit more balance than there is on the playing side. And I, I don't see how it can't hurt gunning, bring it, being able to bring in or having the opportunity, or just having foisted upon him um, someone with a bit more experience on the non-playing side. Yeah, I think I think in relation to so why have we improved? I, I think it will be really 
interesting to see how we do in the next three games because after all said and done, the three games that we've just played are against teams that are around us. Bradford, Newport and Salford are pretty much like for like in terms of position in the league. They're all like either able to yeah. leapfrog us or, or go very close to us on points. And now we're, we're heading towards games against playoff contenders or certainties and seeing how we do against those might be a better measurement of what Gunning is bringing to this t- team tactically. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. Although I think um, if you looked at the form table, I think Newport and Salford... Are they're well up there, yeah. They're unbeaten in six now, Salford, um, yeah. But yeah, well, it'll absolutely be a much tougher test, especially Gillingham and Stockport away. Could, could get brutal. It could be brutal, but Bradford won away at Wrexham, and if you would have told me Bradford would win a game again this season after what I saw a week ago or two weeks ago, I'd have I'd be very surprised. Not because they beat Wrexham, it's just because they are absolute dog doo doo. But um, but there they go, uh, Andy Cook in the last minute, go figure. But. Talking of last minute, injury time, um, it just, a little bit of history repeating, it's same old, and it's such a shame because there was a moment where Salford looked like they were going to equalise and it was a brilliant tackle by McCarthy that denied it and it was great to see, he just got man of the match and then was Bycroft's view obscured because one of that's one of the only things I've seen back and it's quite a tame effort, but it's found its way in. But it's all the stuff before the goal, which is just makes you go, God. And sitting and watching it from the Don Rogers, and I, I am at the Don Rogers side, which is by that area. It just, it was just so going to be a goal. There was no point where I was like, oh, we might get this one away. It was, if you could make a noise of that Roy Hodgson <laughs> meme, yeah. you know, of, uh, 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 you know, <laughs> if you, that was basically, I was Roy Hodgson in that moment. Once there, I don't know if it was a winger or a fullback gets down to the byline and gets, gets to the corner, you can kind of, something's coming in here and just no one took control of the situation. I think they got a lucky ricochet. Um, from the shot to the guy who ended up scoring, the ball kind of just landed at his feet. I don't think that was intentional. I think that's just a bit of a lucky bounce, but we still had more than ample opportunity to defend that um, prior to the ball getting to that position. Um, but it's, it's like we said, we're just <laughs> we're just not a squad built to cope in those situations, and that's the eleventh goal we've conceded this season after the eighty ninth minute. Ooh. That that's bad, isn't it? That's really bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's not good. That's not good at all. I mean, yeah, not great. One-one final score. I mean, and only thing that happened after that. Well, well, that's not fair. Like, okay, the assistant, <laughs> the assistant gets knocked to the ground with a ball to the head. Then we shoot from the halfway line, which I've got all the time in the world for. Don't mind that <laughs> at all, because he did. Ken's did you know, position himself quite high up the pitch on occasion. So they'd obviously noticed it. It wasn't the first time. So yeah, why not? And then Salford almost got the three points, which would have been just the absolute worst. I'm, again, just a bit like the Newport game. I'm seeing the change. I'm seeing that our squad, I'm not going to say it's better because we don't have Dan Kemp in it. And Dan Kemp, whatever happens at the end of the season is our player of the season. You know, 
that the, he is the best player that will play for Swindon this season. But I do see improvement from the tail end of the Flynn era, but it's just so like demoralising. And despite the 8,200, the, the, the silence after the goal was just incredible. It was just everybody was just took a punch to the stomach and just wanted to go home. It's it's just because it's expected now, isn't it? Well, it's not it's it's not a surprise when it happens. And then, and there were moments in the second half, especially where the the crowd were on side and making noise, and it was great to see and and hear. But we're, we're to, again, I've said it a million times. If I call this season, um, if I describe my this season, I, I will say we did our bit, no matter you know positive mindsets and all that. But in the ground, you know what what happens online and in pubs and so forth is one thing, but in that county ground all season long, I don't think you can point any blame towards the supporters, um, both in attendance and in, in, in mood, but it was one, one, a bit of a sickener post game. Gunning says, have you seen a performance like that this year? Well, if you're talking about calendar year, no, but if you're talking about the, the previously in the season, you know, that wonderful August and September, yes, I have seen better performances. Yeah. Keeper had one of the best games that he's seen recently. Anyone who watched that game knows we absolutely battered them. We were decent in the first half, to be fair. We've had a lot of chances, but I would argue having chances doesn't necessarily equate to a good performance. They didn't know how to deal with our game plan. Cited that people who don't play the game wouldn't appreciate the tactics, I think, is what he said. And it's just, they're doing this a lot at the moment, basically you know, you, you, you don't understand. They, there's a few of them at the club that, that go down that road. Fair enough. You know, some people have watched hundreds and hundreds of football matches that are in that ground. I think they do have a, a good idea of tactical now. So um, ultimately, frustrating. It's been a bit doom and gloom for a long time, but we started playing well again. Should have had nine points from the last three games. This was the mini revival time because we didn't play Tramier, I was thinking that the, the the games that we did play plus Tramier would result in points. And we ended up with four, which is not as many as I would have hoped. But again, there is improvement. I don't I think they're overplaying it a little bit, but considering how bad it was at times at the tail end of the calendar year twenty twenty three, I can't really argue with it, but here we are. Yeah, yeah, here we are indeed. <laughs> here we are indeed. Um, listeners, uh, Darren Scott said, same old, same old, fed up of going over the same stuff week in, week out. Try doing a podcast. We never bloody learn. And our pitch is an absolute disgrace. It has to be the worst county ground pitch I've ever seen. Even back in the 90s, we had better pitches than this season's. I would have to look at them, but it's pretty bad at the moment. Robbo says, elements of the performance give encouragement other elements same old same old same old weaknesses game management professionalism ruthlessness juvenile stuff josh phelps says felt a green shoots performance creating much more than we did under flynn uh, also suffocated that Salford team for the majority of the game, despite the initial high press. It's less leaky, but still have that one moment of weakness in, a, in us. Still need to learn game management. Paul Temple says, yep, same old problem, switching off. Uh, but ask yourself, would you rather we play like Salford or continue with this style? Fair point, Paul. Uh, just didn't win enough second balls first half and better in the second half. Rob just says, classic Swindon, enough said. 
Uh, Sean Jobbins says Salford are as grim as it gets. Uh, Happy Old Man says we should have won that. That was an injustice. Uh, Stanley says, how many points have we lost from winning positions? Too many, Stanley. SM4750 says, need to improve your finishing quality as it came to bite us back. A game we should have won. Subs made good improvements, leading to a deserved lead. Pressure we had ourselves that started with the back pass back by Drinnen, as you cited before, Dave. Should never have happened. McCarthy man in the match. Steve Watts, um, Stephen Watts says, game management. Again, game management is poor. Going from an attacking corner to conceding is unforgivable. Today was a perfect example of not taking your chances and paying for it. Nigel Anger says, Groundhog Day. They never learn. Batch says, first half was largely crap. Second half was largely better. Same old, same old. I think that's going to be the episode title, isn't it? Uh, Bernie Mann says, a perfect advert for League Two football. First half, very little quality anyway on the pitch. Second half, improved. And the subs made a big difference. But ultimately, the the known deficiencies showed up again. So it's interesting that some are saying, you know, the subs changed the game for better. Some worse, not worse necessarily, but it just left it a little bit disjointed. South Coast Red says... Just like the sun rises, Swindon will fluff it. Nathan Shepard said proper League Two dross and then swears, but um, I'm not going to go down that road. Rob Dinsey says 11 goals conceded. Here we go in the 89th minute or later. Played well second half, but good teams play badly and win. Bradford City today, uh, we play well and don't. Uh, and we'll finish with uh, Taze85 said deserve to win the game. And should have taken our chances. Inability to see our lead costs us and vibes not enough again. Tough next three games ahead too frustrated. And I think I think I'm with Taze 85. That inability to see us out. And we can't just operate on vibes. And I know that's such a lazy phrase. I use it all the time. I've said it three or four times in this pod alone. But that's what it feels like, doesn't it? Well, that's all we've... <laughs> vibes is all we've got. <laughs> It's all we've got left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. But oh, Matt Stead says, I can almost hear the Beamish line approach. We're actually behind Ken Beamish's mm. season in points tallies at the moment, um, I will say. Not by much, but enough for us to be behind. Yeah. So nobody liked that first half. Everybody acknowledged it's better. But hey, I've got a wild idea, Dave. Let's have two good halves. Oh, that'd be that'd, that'd be, be right, wouldn't it? Two good, two good halves that end at like I don't know, maybe the the ninety fifth, ninety sixth minute. Yeah, we've done jolly well today. Our children haven't woke up. At least yes. we don't think they have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're sticking our heads around the corner in just a few moments. We just need to close with man of the match. It's a it's a it's a hat trick from the listeners uh, in terms of their man of the match, and they've agreed with. The, the match day. I think we today's game was sponsored by Swindon Supermarine. It, it feels like, Dave, it should be the other way around. Should, shouldn't that's, we? That's just weird, isn't it? <laughs> I don't think it said it in the programme, but when they said it in the ground, yeah. they said, you know, sponsors today is so-and-so and Swindon Supermarine. And I'm just... <laughs> Aren't we meant to be the the club that that helps others? Oh well, never mind. Um, that's probably just a petty dig. Connor McCarthy got man of the match for the third time from the listeners. Is he going to get a brace from us? He has to. He, I was. We barely incredible. talked about him. 
it's just so it's just so refreshing to have a responsible adult at the back who is just interested in just defending and not making a big show of how passionate they are and just now, come on them. we don't have to go down that road but <laughs> i'm not I, I, I don't just mean brew it i throw godwin malife in that in that bucket as fair well. enough yeah yeah um but yeah he just he just did his job does his job well yeah yeah, I'll have to look back at the goal to see where he was when <laughs> during the casino yeah. to see if, if he's <laughs> he's absolutely um, stitched us right up. But just commanding, I just feel so. I feel like I trust Connor McCarthy. Yeah, um, and I, we've said it about other defenders that you you see how hard they try, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good performance but you see the effort it's just maybe you're trying too hard and I think there were elements of that with Glatzel today actually I think that you could see that the guy tries and tries and tries but what we see with Conor McCarthy is it's just I'm a centre back this is what I do you know it's, I'm doing yeah. I'm doing what okay. I'm told <laughs> so it, the last the last time I st- it kind of reminds me of when Darren Ward turned up about 10 years ago um, that kind of similar coming into a defensive room which might not have been that gritty and bringing a bit more of that steel to it so if he if it turns out that he also runs a cattery then we are in luck I think god that would be incredible wouldn't it well Conor McCarthy's been here five minutes and he's already level on season man of the match awards with Liam Kinsella who started in league one today and um, Jake Young so um, so he's already level one away from third place, which is Fraser Blake Tracy in the top two, 14 Dan Kemp, and second is everyone's least favourite goalkeeper, based on what I was hearing today, Murphy Mahoney, who was on 10. Quite weird about Bycroft, actually. When we were at Newport, this is a complete side, I want to go home as well, Dave, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> like, there were people around us at Newport that were giving Bycroft quite a tough time, I thought being overly critical about everything he was doing. And it wasn't just his kicking, you know, his kicking was a bit off today as well. And this is as isolated as isolated could be. But when his name was called out in the early stages of the pre-match build-up, I heard a couple of boos. Am I missing something here? Is he is he done something? Is it because he's local? We don't. We're not. Is it is it the Pook principle? We're not supposed to yeah. like him because he's he's one of us. You know, we'll sing the song, but you've got to earn it. I just I just don't understand it. I think he's fine. Probably because he's just not Lewis Ward. Oh well, I, I did have a glimpse at the air ambulance earlier just to make me feel <laughs> about I feel a little bit better about myself. But there we go. So one one. It should have been a win. It should have been a comfortable win. It wasn't. Now we we uh, meet up with old pals on Tuesday night, Hutton and Johnny Williams. There might be others. I don't know. I don't care. Um, we'll see how it goes. Dave, thank you very much. No, thank you. Good run by him and now match goal. The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. The views given do not reflect those of Swindertown Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast logo was created by the most splendid Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on you Reds! Come on Swindon! 
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 